Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards Podcast, Season 2, Episode 31 already. Sports Guy Chris here with my good friend Mikey, as yes, always. Mikey, how are you doing on this lovely Tuesday morning here in Southern California? I am doing my A-OK, my friend. Nice. All right. Nice. Hey, we got a lot to talk about we today, do. guys. We got Absolutely. football. It mm-hmm. was a... Another kind of unpredictable and wacky Sunday in the NFL, but we've got the NBA about to tip off as well, which Mikey and I will get into a little bit later in today's episode, give you our season preview, how we think the East and the West are going to shake out. Yep. But first, we're going to run through the NFL, where things stand right now, and I guess the name of the game right now, Mikey, is parody. If there yeah. was one word that comes to mind so far for the 2022 NFL season, but Dude, we had a lot of surprises this last weekend. You know, our two teams could be right at the top of that list, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Green Bay laid an egg at home against the Jets. Uh, Arizona struggled in Seattle. You know, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. only scoring nine points, they dropped that one. But yeah, didn't have a single touchdown. Not a single touchdown. Yep. Hey, Tom Brady lost to a Steelers team that that came in struggling. You yeah. know, uh-huh. uh, San Francisco went on the road, got beat by Atlanta in a game they were favored to win. Uh, so just just a few of the the headlines from around yeah. the league, you know, uh, the Colts, you know, got their revenge on Jacksonville, you know, after uh, getting spanked by them just a couple couple weeks ago. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. up and down league continues. But my friend, yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's run through this uh, NFL standings and kind okay. of you know get our thoughts here. Let's start over in the AFC, mm-hmm. uh, and we might as well run right from the top there. Yeah. You know, the AFC East yep. um, looking like. The best division in the AFC, coincidentally, the NFC East, looking like the best one in the NFC. But yeah. the Bills scored a big win at Kansas City this they past did. Sunday and probably the marquee game of the week. They're looking good. Yeah. The Jets are a very surprising 4-2. You've got uh-huh. the Patriots and the Dolphins there. Funny enough, the Dolphins, after that 3-0 start, are now 3-3. Three and three, But Correct. they are expected to get Tua back this week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they, they are a completely different football team with him. Mikey, what are your yeah. thoughts on that AFC East right now? We've got some good teams in that division. You know, I, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, the Bills are, you know, even though they're 5-1, and one, um, you know, they're they're clearly, they seem to be the, the cream of the crop when it comes to, um, you know, the NFL um, as a whole. Um, I, I think that, you know, they're, they're arguably probably one of the more complete football teams um, and they just yeah, they looked agree. really good, and yeah. you know, beating the Chiefs, I think, was a huge. Uh, not that they needed a morale booster, but I mean, just from a confidence standpoint, like it just yeah. it looks good. But you know, I, I think the question mark for the Bills is going to be, okay, cool, they can do it in the regular season, but you know, come playoff time, you know, yeah. what's Jared Allen yeah. and, and company going to be able to do, you know, come the postseason. Um, and you know, does that yeah, if, if they true. get a first Can round you bye, hump, you yep. know, I mean, does that does you know not playing in that extra game, you know, does that possibly come back to bite them? You know, similar yeah. to what it did for the the Cardinals last season. So I, I don't know, but I, I mean, look, they're they're clearly the best team. The Jets are a surprise. I mean, you know, I, I they, yeah they beat they your are. Packers. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, they 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 look like a pretty good football team. To, you know, to be honest, from what I what I've seen, what I've read. Yeah. Um, so you know, but. Six games in, we've got eleven more games to go in the season. Yeah, yeah, I mean a lot can happen in that time frame. Yeah, but you know, look, if you're if you're a Jets fan, you're you're one week at a time, and you know you'll take it a victory at a time. You know, whatever. Um, But depending on what happens with the Dolphins and and Tua and and Mike McDaniel's and and whatnot, uh, you know, 
I mean, the Jets, hell, they might have a chance of, of squeaking yeah, right. into the playoffs. They've um, got a good formula going. Yeah. The defense, you know, Robert Salah, defensive guy, of course, you know, now in his second year, whatever it is, as the head coach, uh-huh. there certainly has his imprint there. That defense has gotten a lot better. Yeah. Uh, Quinn Williams looks very good on the defensive line, but they've got some good young defensive talent playing yeah. really good. And they're coming along, and, you know, it, it, it still is a – a formula, a rebuilding formula that will work in this NFL. Yep. And that's run game, a tough defense that can generate pressure consistently on sure. the opposing quarterback, taking care of the football, and having a solid special teams. They're in the top five in special teams, so they're they're taking care of that part. Yeah. Their defense, uh, from what, you know, and I didn't realize this until after the game, you know, this past Sunday, they have a top five defense right now in all of the pressure categories when it comes to you know, generating quarterback pressure, sacks, all of yeah, those yeah. things, playing really good. Brees Hall, the rookie running back, is off to a tremendous start for them, playing really well. And they got through that first four weeks without Zach Wilson. You know, with old man Flacco manning the helm, got a couple upset wins to people weren't expecting. And now the last couple weeks they've won with Zach Wilson back. Not that he's really had to do anything. He was 10 of 18 for 100 yards this past week, and that was it against Green Bay. But when your defense is playing good, your special teams is – blocking kicks and punts for you and this kind of stuff um you know hey that's all you have to do sometimes right. is just not turn the ball over get first downs and be smart about it it's working so far you know they, they're gonna have to play buffalo again i mean you're gonna have to get in the meat potatoes of that schedule in that division and you know the patriots all of a sudden are beating teams with you know a guy nobody's ever heard of at quarterback and bill belichick's continuing to be bill belichick so you know, we'll see how it all shakes out. But to this point, they've got a formula that'll work. Yeah. You know, uh, it, I think they'll keep winning football games. We'll yeah. see where they get to at the end okay. of the year. But, you know, certainly a surprise division yeah. so far. Yeah, absolutely. Buffalo, not so much. They look like the best Correct. team in the league. And, right. and, you know, if they can get that home field, I think that's going to be the difference that allows them to get over the hump this yeah. year. Making teams have to go to Buffalo in that January weather, you know, good luck. That's part of the way they they got to those four Super Bowls back in the 90s. Everybody had to go and try to beat them in Buffalo and snowstorms in January. And good luck. That wind yeah, whips absolutely. and ugh. Yeah, but, no, uh, no thank you. Yeah, so a little no surprise in there. Yeah, but, you know, absolutely. We go along and we kind of start getting into the uh, mediocrity, if you will. You yeah. know, the, the AFC North and AFC South both kind of – Eh, you know, like all right, the Ravens are three and three. You feel like they should be a better team than three and three. Yes, you know, they, they blew a couple games against the Dolphins and, and Bills where they had big leads, and then they couldn't get past the Giants this past week. Right. The Bengals are three and three. You almost feel like that team is coming on. You yes. know, a little bit after a slow start. Correct. They 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 went down, got a win in New Orleans where the offense looked looked pretty good. You know, I I feel like their defense is getting better each week. So. Um, you know they're looking good. Cleveland and, and Pittsburgh at two and four. You know honestly, about where maybe we expected these teams to be. Right. You know I, I felt like they would probably be the two taking the back seat to Baltimore and Cincinnati. But I mean that division's up in the air. One game separating everybody there. And and just when you think hey Pittsburgh was really struggling, they went to Kenny Pickett. I don't think many people felt they were going to beat Tampa this past Sunday. They did, and right. maybe that's something that gets them going maybe. again. You yeah. know, uh, but yeah, I, right now I'm just waiting for a team to emerge out of this division. You feel like it could be Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, but 
their defense can't seem to hold anybody down for right. four quarters. So right. that's not a good recipe to win. And, I mean, what it do doesn't think? seem like uh, Jackson's able to create some of that same magic that he had last year. And, you know, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, did not sign an extension with yeah. the Ravens. Kind yeah. of bet on himself to yeah. have a good yeah. season this year. And, you know, right now that's not coming to fruition. I mean, there's still ample time to kind of right the ship, so to speak. But, yeah. You know, I think the clock is ticking, um, you know, and especially, like you said, with the Bengals playing better football, you know, I mean, you'd like to think that Joe Burrow and company is going to kind of turn that ship around yeah, right. and, and yeah. right that one yep. and, and kind of, you know, that offensive line settle in maybe a little bit more so and, and not he's not on his back so much. But, right. you know, and then Cleveland, you know, I, Deshaun Watson's going to come back. You know, if they if this division continues the way it is, Deshaun Watson comes back week eleven, week twelve, whatever it is, and now all of a sudden, you know, maybe they're back in the hunt. I don't know. I don't right. think so. If they but, can stay in striking distance, right? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think oh. the Bengals still win this division. I think so. Okay. I, I you know, I, I think the Ravens. You know, it's one of those things where it's like I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. Uh, you know, the Steelers. Interestingly enough, this last week I read a, an article and it was talking about coaches on the hot seat and. You know, surprisingly enough, Mike Tomlin was on that list. Oh, wow. That's and I, I'm kind of surprised by that just because, yeah. I mean, this dude's never had a losing season. And the one season that he has, a, you know, uh, uh, he's not playing, they're not winning. And, you know, they don't have a, a consistent quarterback. Uh, you know, they, they, they've got issues After that they're working towards. Franchise quarterback retired. Right. They're so breaking I don't know rookie. why, why the, you know, they've had. I think I read something ridiculous that, like, the Steelers have only had, like, three head coaches over the course of the last, like, you know, 60 years or something. It's about ridiculous. right. I mean, Bill Cowher was there for a very long yeah. time before uh, Mike Tomlin. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you go back to the to the 70s there in their heyday, you yeah. know, they had the same Chuck Knoll, they had the same coach that whole time as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So. so, I mean, they have, yeah, they, they've only had, like, you yeah. know, I, I, so... The fact that Mike Tomlin would even be on that list That's is really kind of surprising. surprising. Mikey, yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, yes, I could see if, like, this was, you know, year two, year three yeah. of, of mediocrity in right. Pittsburgh. But, you know, he's won enough football in Pittsburgh to, like, yeah, you know, dude. that yeah. ownership's going to give him a pass. They, 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 they're they not agree. a franchise that, you know, has knee-jerk reactions like other yeah. franchises. So I don't read too much into that. Uh, I just thought it was interesting, but they it know is. what they they knew going into the season yeah. what they were going to be, and that's sure. a rebuilding football team. Exactly, so yes. you know, I, yeah. I don't read too much into that one. You know, moving on to the AFC South, man. Like, I mean, you just want to talk about a just disgusting division that's still up for grabs for just about anybody in that division, including Houston at one, three, and one. Yeah, and, right. You know, yeah, you've got the Tennessee Titans alive. three and two, Colts three, two, and one, the Jacksonville Jaguars, my dark horse pick. Two and four, and then yes, the Texans won three and one. So I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of this one. I to me, yeah, it's still kind of up in the air. I don't know. Jacksonville don't know. is is was looking good for a minute, and yep. now the last couple games yep. have not looked good at all. Um, well, not that they've looked good at all, but they've kind of reverted. I mean, Correct. that that home loss last week, not this past Sunday, the week before Correct. the Texans, where they only managed six points, was pretty atrocious. Correct. So. You know, is it going to be the team that beats the pants off the Colts twenty-four to nothing, or the team that loses at home thirteen to six to the Texans? I mean, that's a it's a pretty big gap of performance. Right. You know, which end you're going to fall on? So, but also the signs of a young team with a lot of new parts that are trying say. to figure yeah. their way out yeah. with a new coach. So we'll see what happens. 
you know, the Colts getting that win uh, last Thursday night uh, against, you know, in an ugly game in Denver where they shouldn't have won, and then they parlayed that this last week by getting back at Jacksonville. The Colts, you know, they did that without Jonathan Taylor, so Mm -hmm. he comes back. Maybe they start to turn the corner. Matt Ryan played much better this past Sunday. You know, he, he was really good. They seem to have kind of found a formula if they need to go pass heavy now where they, they can move the ball consistently. So we'll see if that version shows up um, because they've laid a couple of eggs. So it's like they're, they're kind of the same thing as yeah. Jacksonville. Which spectrum are you going to get? Tennessee started 0-2. They won three in a row. They had their bye week this last week. So... I mean, we'll see what, what, what happens with them, but very much still kind of like which team are you going to get there too. So, I, I, Mikey, I'm with you. I think this is this is going to be a division that's going to continue to kind of just, as the season goes <laughs> along, all right, who's going to emerge? Who's going to emerge? Right. And I wouldn't be surprised if all three or three out of, maybe even all four of these teams going in the last couple games of the season still have a chance jockey to, for position. you know, jockeying to win it. If uh, I'm not mistaken, like we kind of predicted that this division, most of these teams were going to finish somewhere in the ballpark of nine and eight. Yeah, we, nine, yeah, yeah, that's exactly Not necessarily yep. the tie that the Colts right. and the Texans had, but, you know, and obviously nine and eight is now out of the question for yeah. two of those teams. Yeah. But, but 500, you know, like I mean, we thought, yeah, I think you know, 500, we, I mean, they, so far they're, they're, they're playing into yeah. you know what we predicted. Totally. Um, AFC West, then. I mean, the the division that most people predicted. All of the you yeah. know uh, our armchair experts, as well as the yeah. talking heads that yep. get paid lots of money on TV and and radio, you know, predicted this division being the absolute toughest. And you know, record wise, it's not. No. Uh, football wise, it's not. No. I mean, if anything. Two of these football teams have put out really bad yeah. football. Yeah. One of the teams is incredibly lucky to be at two and four. Another team is pretty lucky to be at four and two. And the I Chiefs agree. look like the Chiefs uh, outside of the Bills' loss. Uh, they look like the Chiefs of old. They look I like agree. a team I think that's very a much in contention. Great assessment. But now yeah. all of a sudden it's like a division that everyone was like, oh, they're just going to beat everybody up, including ourselves. Now it's like, oh, it's the Chiefs and, you know, three yeah. other teams. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, well, now. Look, I I think if you were the Raiders, you're really hoping for Denver to win that game last night to keep those two teams at three and three. Now, I mean, you're you're two and a half, three games behind both the Chargers and the Chiefs, yeah. and you have a loss, uh, you know, to to the Chiefs as well. So, uh, you know, it's kind of like, oof, you know. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders they're coming off their bye week, and I I guess that couldn't have come at a better time for them, you know, especially after. Devontae Adams, yes. you know, in his issue going off the field. I, I just read this morning, it sounds like the league is going to do this approach they've been taking lately where they're, they're going to wait for the legal issues to, to come to, to be concluded first, and then they're going to do their discipline. How true that is, I guess we'll see, but they don't seem to be, you know, rushing into any kind Correct. of review or, or disciplinary thing with that, which. You know, I guess if you're the Raiders, that's a good thing because you 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 need Devontae out there, and you got to start winning football games. But um, yeah, I mean, one in four—that's a surprise. Denver, they just everything is tough. Even last yeah. night, they got a great first quarter. They 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 got out to a ten nothing lead. Russ Wilson was ten for ten to start the game. Good, they were yeah. he was actually cooking. Uh, but you you look at the rest of the game from there, and it wasn't good. I, I think he was just five of thirteen the rest of the game at, from that point. So um, that's or five of eighteen, excuse me. That's not good. Uh, right. And and you know both of those teams failed to generate a single first down in overtime. Uh, you know, and if it wasn't for 
you know, the Broncos making a special teams error that that gave the Chargers the ball in field goal range to be able to kick that field goal to yeah. win it. That might have been a tie very well too. I mean, mm-hmm. those two offenses weren't doing anything in overtime, but you can look at it and you go, man. Um, and to your point, you know, the Chargers I think are lucky to be at four and two. You know, and they've experienced some injuries again as well. You know, there's a few guys on defense that are done for the year. You know, I'm not sold on them yet. You know, Justin Herbert does make plays every game, but it's not, to me, from what I've seen, is still not playing at the same level of the last couple of years. Right. So, you know, I'm with you. I see a team that's fortunate to be 4-2. and two, And I agree with you. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are looking pretty good right mm-hmm. now. No surprises. Lost a close, good, good football game to the Bills. But um, you ask me right now, it looks like the Chiefs and the Bills are the two best teams in the AFC. And, and we've got a lot to figure out about the rest of these teams. Yeah. You know, the Chargers play the Seahawks. And I think what should be a good game this Sunday. I know it's shaping up to be to be a good one, and I don't think that's an automatic win for the Chargers. Right. You know, so yeah. Um, but you know, we'll see. I think you know they're very fortunate and happy to be at four and two right now. Um, they have gotten Eckler more involved the last yeah. two games, which is good for them. If they can continue to build on that, that should help them going forward. But I'm with you. A, a surprise with how bad. The, the Broncos and, and Raiders have been and, and I mean the Broncos just have all kinds of issues and everything is tough. They yeah. everything's tough for them. Mikey, they couldn't even get a screen pass completed in that game. And if you can't get screens and you can't get your little two or three yard bread and butter plays, I mean that's tough. We're six games in now. The yeah. preseason, all that kind of stuff is worn off. Like you should be to the point where you've got at least a handful of plays you can go to. Yeah. And they Especially don't have, with Russ Wilson. With Russ Wilson. Yeah. And they don't have anything right now. Yeah. They they don't have a single play that they can go to to get five yards, which is really, um, really amazing. Just give it to the kicker. <laughs> yeah, right. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay, so I, I guess that leads to, you know, a, 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 I guess at this point somewhat of a legitimate question, and that is, sure. you know, what does Denver and Las Vegas do as far as their coaching? I, I mean, you know, is this an indication of perhaps – you know, the Broncos being like, look, we paid a, a, a gobsmacking amount of money for, you know, Russ Wilson. And we're, we're, we're just mired in mediocrity in a division that, you know, we were expected to, with our defense the way it had been playing. Now our offense was supposed to catch up to our defense. Our, and nothing seems to be going right. Yeah. Is this something where maybe Elway and company, like, step in and just be like, you know what? Like, this was just... This, this, this is the wrong man for the job. Yeah. And then, likewise, I mean, once again, you know, you, you've got homeboy down there in Vegas. Yeah. you got um, yeah. A, a Josh McDaniels, McDaniels, right? Yeah, yeah, McDaniels. Um, you yeah. know, once again in that situation where he's he's getting that opportunity to be a head coach. Yeah. yeah. And he's taking over a team that had Super Bowl aspirations yeah. and after last season. And you added Devontae Adams, yeah. much like the Broncos added Russell Wilson. So you expected there to be this, this jump. And not to say that all these teams were going to be six and zero. Clearly, that wasn't going to be the right. Case. Of course, but yeah. having said that, you expected more. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, you know. Well, if if I'm if I'm the Raiders, I yeah. can at least sit down and say, okay, hey, look, a couple breaks our way, and we're three and two, right? Okay. I mean, they 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 really gave away two games. Yep. They gave away the game to your Cardinals. Yep. They they should not have lost that game. They literally no, fumbled should, away they, in overtime. They were driving down the field. They, they 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 that shouldn't have happened. So you look at that and go, okay, 
And then last week's game against the Chiefs, you know, when you get out to a 17-0 lead, that was a back-and-forth game. I give them credit. They went for a two-point conversion with a little over four minutes to go. You still would have needed to get some stops there. Uh, Renfro and Adams ran into each other, you know, some miscommunication on a route there at the end where uh-huh. they, they, they're trying to get in field goal range and win the game. So I think you can at least go to Mark Davis there if you're the head coach. You can sit down and say, hey, guys, look, we've played – football to the point we should be three and two we had a couple bad breaks those breaks can go our way in the second half of the season we're going to win a couple games maybe we're not supposed to win we can turn this thing around if everybody just stays hunkered down right so i think for the raiders at least you can go i know you're one and four but you can look at it and you can put that spin on it mcdaniels uh, you know with his experience and everything i think the raiders are going to be willing to like okay yeah you know I mean, that was a hand-picked guy. You know, that that was the guy. So they'll give him some time. They'll see what happens. Like, all right, let, let's, you know, let's see if we can win a couple of these close games. Yeah. Denver, it's the same thing. I mean, you went, you got Hackett. I think one thing that maybe everybody's forgetting a little bit is they hired Hackett trying to lure Aaron Rodgers over there. Right. I mean, it was their guy. But let's be honest, the, the, all the reports when they hired him was that Aaron Rodgers is going to go and follow him right. and all that kind of stuff. Russell Wilson was the backup option. But based off of his resume, you'd say, okay, that's right. a great backup option. Absolutely. What I'm seeing is they're, they're having problems here. You know, Russ isn't connecting with his young receivers very much the way Aaron Rodgers isn't connecting with his young receivers in Green Bay. And they're they're struggling. The, the coach is struggling to, to to kind of tweak his offense to fit Russell Wilson, not Aaron Rodgers. You have Russell Wilson. You know they're they're trying to to do certain passes and certain throws. Russ is a shorter guy. Seattle was always really good at moving him outside the pocket, getting rid of getting him some throwing lanes to throw to, because he is a shorter guy. His passes are getting, a lot of his passes are getting batted down at the line of scrimmage last night when they tried to do simple screens, they're getting batted down. You have to change your offense to fit your personnel. And you have to, you have to really, I think, light a fire. You have to sit down with Russ and your receivers, get these guys on the same page, get, get them. I don't know. I mean, I don't, not to say that you force these guys to be friends or something, but hang out, like get on the same page, spend a little extra time developing a rapport between the two and then put some wrinkles in that are going to change some things. What you've been doing hasn't been working. Go back to some tape. Look at what Seattle did with Russ and implement it there. You've got a really good defense. That that defense has given up 17 points. You should not be two and four when your defense only gives up 17 points a game. Right. I mean, you should be four and two. But easily. I'm pretty sure the offense is averaging less than what the defense is. Giving they are. Us. That's the problem. They're, the <laughs> offense is just is just bad right now. And and at some point, you got to figure out what you got to do. You got to change things, and that's what they have to do. I don't think they're properly utilizing Russ. And again, it was their bad. It's funny to say that, but they it was their number two choice. They right. were trying to get Aaron Rodgers. That's what they were trying to do. It didn't work. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are different quarterbacks, right. you know. Um, but then doesn't that lead credence to the idea that, like, okay, well, if 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 he can't do it, if he can't coach and tweak his offense and and re- make that 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 realization that, like, okay, yeah, Wilson is no Rodgers, yeah, then 
doesn't that mean that potentially either and I and I, I said this I called this a few weeks ago that like you know maybe that means that there's an offensive coordinator change coming like, yeah you know I, I yeah but something. then even then is yeah. he going to be willing to like take the offensive coordinator's recommendation that like or does he take over play calling but even then his play yeah. calling thus far has been suspect at best yeah so yeah. I, I I mean I don't know it just it seems like a mess and unfortunately especially in a division this is not like the Pittsburgh situation yeah. where. You're 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 running out a rookie quarterback like you've got a veteran guy that was you know mediocre at best, um, and you know you're you know that you're in a rebuild. You you went into this season with Super Bowl aspirations, yeah. and so I, I think that when you have that, that makes things that much worse. I, I think you're right. I think you know McDaniel's and the Raiders give the Raiders give McDaniel's a pass because he, a couple bad breaks, but yeah. you know you think about it and. Maybe things start to go your way. And, I mean, look, the Chargers, you know, who knows what's going to happen with them. I mean, you know, they, they might slide and then the Raiders start playing good football and they creep up. I mean, sure. it's, there is that parity regardless of the record to some degree. The Broncos just, they're they're trash. Yeah. I, I mean, they're absolute yeah. trash. Yeah. And the more that that offense in particular struggles, the more that Russ Wilson struggles, the louder the calls in Denver, in Colorado, yeah. in, you know, in that area of the country – the louder the calls for his head are going to be. And, you know, you can't – if you're going to go out there and average, you know, paltry numbers with a Hall of Fame quarterback under center that still has – who still put up a a season or two ago an MVP-like season. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Then, you know, uh, there's got to be a change. And and that – like, unfortunately, they're not getting rid of Wilson. So that means your head coach is possibly going to fall on the axe. True. The problem is, is they when they made that trade for Russ, they essentially rolled the dice because they you've traded you trade a lot of draft capital. Right. They traded a boatload of draft picks in that deal. You also got rid of, in my opinion, one of your better targets in Noah Fant, your tight end. Now, granted, he's not necessarily took off in Seattle, but he he had been pretty solid for you know Denver before that trade. Um, I just you look at it and and then all the money that they gave Russ as well, all the money that they gave Nathaniel Hackett to be the new head coach. You've got so much tied up in this right. the way you drafted this year, and the what you did with your draft capital for the next couple of years. You're married to this, so right. you're gonna. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no coach out there. There's nobody that you can just bring in and be like, all right, we can fix this. No, Sean Payton. I don't think. I don't think so. I don't think I think Sean Payton looks at this and says, "Man, I'm good. I'd yeah. rather go to Dallas. I'd rather go to Green Bay potentially. I'd rather go to Arizona." Okay. If I'm if I'm Sean Payton, I think my options I look at and go, "Nah, there's there's other places good. I'd rather go." I mean, look, I I think that you know I, I don't think you're wrong. I, I I just think you know obviously I don't think I not obviously I don't think that the Broncos are going to make a mid an in season change. No, but I by think the they're going to ride year, this out. But yeah, I think the at the year, end of the yeah, year, depending yeah. on where they're sitting record-wise, depending on yeah. how they possibly turn yeah. this around or you, whatever, I think they invested too much. Now, now you're yeah. going to look at this and maybe kind of look at this with a, a you know a different lens and see what you can do. I mean, maybe whether it's not. No, I agree. In-season. They'll do something Offensive at the end order. of the season. They're, yeah. they're, I mean, barring some sort of miraculous turnaround where they remember how yeah. to play offensive football. I, I just don't see how this is going to end any other way, uh, or at I, least that's a good. Point, there's 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 yeah. going to be a lot of question marks <laughs> yeah, and, and totally a lot of did. ink spilled um, yeah. over yeah. this. 
Um, so there we go. Uh, all right, guys. We're going to take a quick segment break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to run through the NFC division standings and, and yes. look at uh, the current only undefeated team um, in the NFL and where they're at and whether or not they can sustain that. And uh, another division uh, where one team is 5-1 and one, and there's some parity among some of the other yeah, teams sure, there. Sure. And then two other divisions that, um, you know, much like two of the divisions in the AFC, you know, are, are looking kind of mediocre. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we'll catch you on the flip, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards Podcast Season 2, Episode 31. Moving right along, Mikey and I did a little rundown there of the AFC to start things out. Kind of tried to, you know, decipher what makes some sense of the Broncos and the Raiders in particular there. But, you know, Bills and Chiefs cream of the crop. But now we're going to switch it over to the NFC where... Again, we, we've got some surprise teams both on both ends of the spectrum. Some teams that maybe, you know, we didn't think would be doing as good as they are. And then some teams that, you know, maybe aren't quite living up to those expectations, Correct. which we'll get to in, in a minute. But, Mikey, yeah. we'll start in that NFC East where we've got a couple of those surprise teams residing right now. Who would have thought that that division yeah. would be maybe the best in football to this Possibly, point? Yeah, yeah. Um, you got the Eagles; they're the only undefeated team sitting there. Mm-hmm. Dude, what are your thoughts on that NFC East? All right, let me let me tell you a cautionary tale, Eagles fans. <laughs> um, let's think back to uh, the year. Oh yeah, I know twenty twenty one. Yeah, there was a there was a team yeah, that, and... that it was in the National Football Conference mm-hmm. by the name of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, uh, they were also went undefeated yeah. for a good portion of the beginning of the season up they until meeting six and the Green Bay yeah. Packers. Yeah, and then they proceeded to lose like four of the last five games and whatnot, yeah. and had an absolute meltdown in the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. So all I'm saying is, is that yes, the Eagles are playing absolutely good football. Um, they just had a really big division win over the Dallas Cowboys this they last did, weekend. Yeah, um, big you Sunday know, they, night. They win. looked really good. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is putting up, you know, MVP-like numbers. They're, they're playing yeah. good on both sides of the football. But that, that it's it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Oh, that's it. You know, and I mean, you you got to be excited about the start. But, you know, I think you bring up a great point. You know, the, the, the similarities to your Cardinals team last year are kind of striking, honestly. Yeah. Look, you've got... Kyler and Jalen Hurts are similar type of quarterbacks. They they've got the run option part of it. They're both you know the, the running style quarterbacks. Kyler for the first six games of last year, everybody's like, okay, he's taking a step forward. Yeah. You know, he's in the MVP conversation, mm-hmm. maybe leading the MVP conversation Correct. at that point. Jalen Hurts, it's the same thing. Oh, he's taking a step forward this year. He's very much in the front of the MVP conversation. So. Um, that's a great point. You got some similar, you yeah. know, very a lot of similarities between. Absolutely, these two I mean, teams, you know, so. you've got you've got a you know rec- a receiving threat and AJ Green, uh, you know, yeah. right there in, in AJ Brown, but AJ Green yeah, was yeah. your a- guys a- last yeah, year. You and, brought you know, him in, here, and he, in he helped yeah. out. Yeah. So you know where you know just like D Hop uh, of, of yeah. last year, um, you guys you were know, running the ball really right. good the first six yeah. games. So that's there's what Philly's doing. There's a lot of things that are are strikingly similar. Um, you know, good, you know, or at least... Like the comparison. You know, yeah, young coach, you yeah, know, that yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, they've always got a uh, so first like coach here. I yeah. just, I, 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 I'm not holding my breath. I mean, this is, you know, a team 
that has had a fairly easy schedule. They um, have, you yeah. Know, they're, yeah. They're, you know, so I, okay, great. You're six and oh, but you know, all right, you're not going to be able to sustain that. You're going to lose some football games. Yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah, the giants, same kind of thing. I mean, five and one, um, that's cool. I'm happy for you, the giants. Yeah, uh, you know, winning a lot of close football yeah, games. Yeah, and, and every I mean, win and that's, is a close And I, I think that's yeah. the most important thing is that you're winning close football games. So you know, you you haven't had these blowouts. You haven't had these games where you're yeah. just absolutely demolishing. So come towards the end of the season, where maybe things get a little bit tighter in this division, if the Cowboys continue to kind of pull out some wins and and compete, you know, maybe the Giants are able to squeeze out some wins and and get some stuff and uh, add to that separation. I don't know. I. As far as this is a three-team race in that division, it's the Eagles, it's the Giants, it's the Cowboys. Not entirely sure where this is going to stack up in terms of you know uh, where they're going to finish at the end yeah, of the season, sure, Chris. Sure. But you know because the Cowboys could very easily kind of turn it on, and you know look, the Eagles were able to kind of nullify Parsons. Uh, yeah, you they know, were. And, yeah, and they let him just kind of do his thing, but they were able yep. to make other stuff happen. But regardless, you know, I, I mean. You gotta let's see what happens in week 11, 12, 13, you yeah, know, and, and those yeah. kinds of things. Let's see where these teams are at. Then the commanders of the commanders, you've got an owner in Dan Snyder who's uh, is widely Under considered fire. to yeah, be, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, there's rumors coming out that he's got dirt on other NFL owners and the commissioner and all these kinds of things that you know that's enabled him to kind of stay where he's at in terms of yep. you know team ownership. And, you know, if that's the case, then, you know, I, I mean, shame on this league, shame on you yeah. know, him and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just, it, it, it's it's dirty. It doesn't, you know, I mean, it, it's not okay. Um, that's all I have to say about the commanders. I, yeah, I don't know, man. Enough. It's just, it's a tough division. It's tough to predict where these teams are going to end yeah. up. They're going to yeah. have to play each other again. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yep. You know, there's going to be so some shuffling. There, there's, I don't think that this is where things are going to stand. Again, you know, the Cardinals were undefeated, and then it was the Rams that ended up kind of creeping in and, 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 and taking things yeah. away from the Cardinals. So, I, I don't – great. If you're an Eagles fan, great. If you're a Giants fan, great. If you're a Cowboys fan, you probably like where you're at. Oh, totally. Uh, but, you know, beyond that, I, I, I don't know how else to read into that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, dude, I hear you. I mean, Philly, you know, Philly's got uh, a good recipe going, and, you know, I, I think – I think they are a legitimate team. I've okay. got them as one of maybe the three, you know, top three teams in the league right now. But okay. I, you bring up a good point, and and the schedule has been relatively soft, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. at least as far as the offenses Correct. they had to play. So, you know, but their offensive line does look really good. They look to have yeah. maybe the best line in the NFL right now. Jalen Hurts is playing good football. They're running the ball well. Uh, and the defense has been playing very good, um, in particular on third down. Great, great formula to win a lot of games. Yeah, Philly, I think, will be there at the end of the year. They'll be in the playoffs. Okay, you know, what their record is, we'll see. You right. know, but they, I think they're a legit team. The Giants are winning a lot of close games behind a again a formula that has worked in this league. If you can play good defense, which mm-hmm. they're playing. You can be solid on special teams, which they are. They're not giving up any kind of big returns. Their kicking game is very good. They're not missing field goals and extra points. They're they're taking care of business there. And not turn the ball over and run the football. Saquon Barkley's been the best running back in the NFL so far. Yeah. 
Daniel Jones has has piggybacked off of that. They are not healthy at receiver. They don't have a lot of receiving options, but they've been able to move the chains consistently. They've run the football, and then they've relied on Daniel Jones basically to make three or four plays a game, two with his legs, two with his arm, and he's been able to do it, yeah. not putting too much pressure on him. It's been a great script so far, right. and they've, they've, they're not playing above their means or outside of who they are, right. and at this point, they've established who they are, and I can't go back enough to that week one and, and at Tennessee, a chance to win a football game, and they go for two and win it, and what that's done for them the rest right. of the season to build confidence each week going, going forward, the win in London you know, two weeks ago where they rallied from 10 down against Green Bay to win that game. Again, these these wins, Baltimore this past week mm-hmm. in another close mm-hmm. game where you can, again, just slowly build your confidence. Now I will say this is a team that is very much relying on their running back. So Saquon Barkley I think needs to stay healthy. If they have an injury there, they're already very depleted at wide receiver. Things could turn around very quickly for right. this team because they're not scoring a lot to begin with. But, you know, they have a formula that's working, and it'll work. They'll still win some games. I think the Giants, if they can continue and stay healthy, will be in the playoffs at the end of the year. Where they'll be, you know, I'm not sure. Where their record will be, I'm not sure. But they've got a formula that that can work if they can stay healthy. They don't have, in my opinion, a lot of room for air anymore because they're already so thin at wide receiver. But that's well, my take I mean, on hey, that. Decision. Last time I checked, there's a potential running back that's on the trade market out there. Yeah, um, that's and true. And Christian yeah. McCaffrey. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, But who they knows? can't afford to pay both of those guys out. No, but, money, I mean, so. if you potentially can, I don't I don't know how that works. I don't know what McCaffrey's contract or, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Saquon's contract is at. But, I mean, you know, if you could get a rental, it, you know, if you could well, help make a, a playoff yeah. push, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you know, work some numbers. Oh, totally. I, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, you, you know, know get some insurance. That's true. It's in, get in, if, you're, if you think you've got a shot, if the Eagles slip a little bit or yeah. whatever, maybe Dallas continues playing, you know, so-so football, you know, you know, win-loses, you know, yeah. wins and losses. I don't know, know, maybe. Dude. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I'm just throwing. Hey, out. if you're Dallas, you're happy with where you're at yes, too. You know, absolutely. I didn't really talk about them, but four and one out of Cooper Rush, you can't ask for any better right. than that. Dak should come back this week, right. but um, you know, I let's see, let's see what yeah. Dak looks like. Let's see what that offense looks like because the offense looked pretty bad that first game. I granted it was against Tampa Bay, but you know, Tampa Bay's defense looked okay against right. Pittsburgh this last Sunday, so we'll see. Yeah, uh, but but. You know, Dallas, I want to see what they look like with Dak at quarterback because the one small sample size we had this year wasn't very good. Right. And now he's coming off of a six-week injury. So, so right. we'll see what happens. But yeah. um, that that's what I got for that division, Mikey. Do you – quick question. Yeah. Do you think Dak actually finishes the season healthy or at least playing football? Or do you think he ends up on the sidelines once again? I mean, this dude seems like he's like the Anthony Davis of it's football. It's an interesting question if – I. I'm going to say I think he does finish the season, but, you know, I guess the one thing to attach to that is if they continue to play how they have the last few weeks, and that is relying on the run game more and, and you know, working that. You know, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott's had a couple good games the last two games. He's starting to come on a little bit. You've got Pollard. Keep running the football. They're always at their best when they can run their football. I know their O-line's not as good as it has been in years past, but that formula worked with Cooper Rush at quarterback. It should be able to work with Dak at quarterback as well to help open things up for your wide receivers and make it easier for Dak. Don't don't make him have to go out and make 10 plays 
a week to win for you. Let 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 your running game and let other things develop first. Rely on your defense, which has been very good, and uh, do it that way. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So moving on to the NFC North, yes. your division, yes. where the Minnesota yes. Vikings are clear, as of right now, have a decent hold over the division at five and one. Your Packers are sitting at three and three. Yeah, Chicago yeah. Bears are sitting at two and four, and the Detroit Lions are one and four. Yeah. Um, what do you make of this? Well, you know, it's Chicago and Detroit aren't surprises really, no. and and they're looking. I mean, Detroit is fun offensively. They're scoring a lot of points yeah. a lot, except when they play the Patriots and are shut out. But every yeah. other week, they're scoring like forty points a game, which yeah. is something else. But they also can't stop anybody. They're giving up about 45 points a game. So they, they can't stop anybody. So Detroit's Detroit. Chicago looks painfully inept on offense. Um, yeah. It's it's clear that firing your coach and then going all defense and not getting any weapons for your young quarterback coming into year two as a starter was not the way to go. Right. Um, at some point, You've got to get your guys some weapons. Um, Green Bay is suffering from that a little bit as well. But Chicago, it's abundantly clear. They, they didn't do anything offensively, yeah. and they're paying the price this year. And it's not going to get any better. They're, just, they, they're very limited with what they can do. Um, so no surprises there. And, and, you know, I don't see much changing from Chicago or Detroit. Obviously, Green Bay has been a surprise as well. I mean, this is a team that was 3-1 and one and had a 10-point lead on the Giants two weeks ago, and now all of a sudden you're 3-3. Three and three. You've got a lot of question marks coming off of a, a really ugly loss at home to the Jets. Um, so we have to see, you know, um, a lot of questions about the coaching uh, as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's clear that this is a team that can't make adjustments. I mean, right. this is a team that we've been awful in the second half all year long, both offensively and defensively now, where we played pretty good halves in the first half, uh, especially defensively the last mm-hmm. two weeks, and then have been atrocious on defense. Of course, the offense hasn't been able to move the ball in the second half in these games, which is putting added pressure on the defense. But all the way around, for a team that really only lost Devontae Adams, yes, we lost Valdez-Scantling, who's looking pretty good in Kansas City right now as well. But, um, I mean, that's what you lost. The defense is pretty well intact. The offensive line should have been better, and they're not looking very good right now. So you've got a coach that in his fourth year, is not getting better, um, is kind of being exposed a little bit. I think you have legitimate question marks about where this team is headed from a coaching standpoint. Um, you know, in I guess people can have knocks on Aaron Rodgers' leadership if they want to, but it, 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 the young receivers need to step up and get on his level, not vice versa. And, you know, I'm sorry – when Aaron's a bit prickly, it's looked at as he's being a bad leader. Tom Brady, you know, throws a fit and screams at guys on the sidelines, kicks people and breaks, you know, iPads on the sidelines, and he's being a fiery leader. Right, right. And I think that's just a bunch of garbage, too, because I think you're seeing two aging guys that are frustrated mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, are, are looking for the rest of the guys to get on the same page. And I I, I don't know. I, I don't know okay. if it's necessarily a lack of leadership. I think it's a lack of coaching. And not utilizing your weapons properly. Before we hit record, Mikey, I mentioned to you, you have Aaron Jones averaging yeah. six and a half yards per carry going into this game, and you gave him three touches in the first half. This is a guy that's been into the Pro Bowl three times. You have to get him involved, right. period. You don't have Devontae right. Adams there. You have to get him involved. 
and much to how Denver doesn't seem to have three or four or five, a handful of go-to plays to get you five yards when you really need it. Green Bay doesn't have that either, yeah. which is really surprising because this coach is in his fourth year now. You'd think he'd have that, but we, we, we have to see a lot of changes from scheming and coaching. Um, that's my takeaway there. Green Bay, where where they'll go from here, I don't know. It could go one of two ways, but we need to see some improvement coaching, or that regime might be on its way out, and they might yeah. take the GM with them because yeah. – we had a team that was set up to make Super Bowl runs last few years, and we didn't get better. We stayed, right. we standed pat in the off season, and it uh, and it hasn't worked out. Well, Other you didn't, teams have you gotten didn't better. Have, you know, you, you didn't do anything to to help replace you know Devonte Adams. You were just no, like, that's right, it. You know, yeah, you, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't go out there and trade yeah. a couple. You know, fifth, yeah. sixth round picks. You know, for for a yep. receiver or something like that to help. You know, at least like yep. the Cardinals were like, oh, shoot, we don't have D-Hop or whatever. Like, yep. all right, let's get Hollywood Brown. Oh, yeah. shoot, like yeah. Hollywood Brown might be out for the year. Let's trade for a certain player from Carolina totally. that we'll get to in a little Minnesota, bit. you know, you they know? they are winning close games, right. so I give them credit for that. They they have the best receiving core out of anybody in the division. It's helping them so far. Sure. But they're going to have a, a tough stretch of schedule coming up here. They've got a pretty brutal five or six middle-of-the-season stretch. And – they benefited as well. Like they just beat a Dolphins team that didn't have Tua, and we've right. seen the sample that with Tua, they're a completely different team. Cool. Without him, they're not a very good football team. Right. So there's a big difference there, yeah. and getting some breaks helps, you know. Right. So they managed to to get that. That being said, Minnesota's winning close games again. Like I pointed out, they have the best receivers out of anybody in this this division. So sure. you know, Minnesota. I think is a good enough football team. They're off to a good start. Probably will be in the playoffs. So we'll we'll see what happens going forward. They still have some question marks, though. You know, I, yeah. I, I mean, we got to see how they do it going forward. And they, ha- like I said, they haven't got into the tough part of their schedule yet. So we'll right. see how they do when they have to step up in competition. Beating the Lions, the Bears, and the Dolphins without Tua is one thing. Beating the Chiefs when they roll around, beating you know Green Bay and Green Bay later in the year and so on, right. and, and a few of the other tougher teams they have on that schedule. They played one good team, Mikey, and it was Philly, and they did not look very good in that game. Right. That's their loss. So yeah. that's all Sam Minnesota. Uh, but, yeah, um, that's what I see out of that okay. division. All right. Okay. Well, good stuff there. Way, way to break down your Packers and, and be honest <laughs> yeah. about that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Thank you. I, I, Thank I you. think in, just in, in closing on that, you know – if the Vikings continue to at least win and or, you know, win at a 500 pace and the Packers continue to win or, or win and lose at their pace, you know, then the Vikings continue on and, yeah, and they possibly I, take this yeah, I agree, yeah. I still and yes, think Green Bay's going to have to – they've got some question marks that, that they're going to have to address and, you know, whether that's coaching staff and, and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, you know, the expectation for the Packers is not mediocrity. The expectation no. is not <laughs> – No, it's not. You know, it's it's – Lombardi yeah. trophies and yeah. they're competing for them. And, you know, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers, you know, when he signed, re-signed with the Packers, this is not what he envisioned to be no, the case. No, totally not. I, um, I think he felt good about it. And even without Devontae being there, felt like sure. we would be we would be in a better position than what sure. we're at. But, right yeah, now. I mean, if that coach just continues to, you know, not make tangible strides in improving and, and making attempts to improve – uh, then, yeah, it's going to be bad news bears uh, there. Yeah, in, in I, I agree, Mikey. Yep. Um, so now moving on to another division that just is bleh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The NFC South, uh, we got the Tampa Bay Bucks sitting at 3-3, three and three, the Atlanta Falcons sitting at 3-3, three and three, the New Orleans Saints at 2-4, yeah. and, and the Carolina Panthers at 1-5, and five, arguably 
the worst football team in all of football. Yeah, they've, they've done a good job uh, you know, of making a good argument they, to be the they, worst they team so far. You've got the first coach uh, to be to be fired yeah. in Matt Rule. Yeah, not uh, a surprise. You know, not a surprise at all. I mean, 11-27, and 27, I think, was his yeah. record over the course of his tenure there in yeah. Carolina. And outside of the first season that he was there, really, really kind of stunk up the joint yeah. after that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, you've got... Nothing going for you uh, to the point of this last week. You had some sideline controversy with yeah. one Mr. What Rory and yeah. Rory Anderson, um, who was promptly traded the very next day to yep. my Arizona Cardinals yeah, for a couple of uh, draft picks. Uh, you know, glad to see him in um, the Cardinals red. But I mean, dude, like, what do you make of this division, man? Tom Brady's look every bit of forty-five years old. Yeah, uh, you know, Todd Bowles is out there talking about how like some of these guys are living in fantasy land, coming off yeah. the Super Bowl. Tom Brady has his offensive weapons. He's not, yeah. you know, for, for Nets, not he's looking mediocre yeah. at best, not getting anything near the production that he has in years past. The defense looks solid, and that's what's kind yeah. of kept them in games. Yeah. But kind of like what's happening with Russ Wilson in Denver. They're not putting up a whole lot of points on the board. They're no, not they're doing not. a whole lot. Yeah. This is coming off of a season where Tom Brady looked yeah. absolutely ageless. Yep. You have the Falcons at three and three, who you know, God willing, you know, maybe not God willing, but like they might actually look to be competitive down the stretch for a wild card spot. I don't know. Um, what do you make of this, dude? Well, um, I you know you look at this division and and really. All you can make of it is is that this is a bad division. You yeah. know, I mean, this might be the worst division in the NFL so, so far. So you're saying the Super Bowl champion is not coming out of the NFC? Not South. right now, unless I see some drastic changes. Tampa Bay does, just Tampa Bay does not look like a very good football team nope. at the moment, much like nope. Green Bay. They don't look like a good football team. Um, they're struggling. Yeah. Tom is not playing particularly well. And the offensive line is just not as good. We know that they they lost guys in the off season, the injuries in the preseason, and it's just there's nothing there that's not going to get better as the season goes on. Right. So, I think it's it's amazing how much they're missing Gronk and yeah. his blocking ability and yeah. his ability to pick up key third downs for them. Mm-hmm. He's not there, and they're struggling. And you know, Bruce Arians being in the front office and and everything, they thought they had this great plan and things would just keep rolling along. Yeah. And it's not working so far. And they just don't look very good. Now, they have Tom Brady, and they still have the most talent. And they have the best defense in that division. So they're probably going to win that division. But I don't see them being much better than a 500 football yeah. team. Atlanta is is winning with a recipe that's not sustainable. You know, they beat San Francisco this past Sunday, which was a surprise. San Francisco very banged up defensively, though. So they were susceptible to being run on, which is not something that they typically are. Yeah. You know, their coach came from Tennessee. He wants <laughs> to run the football. That's what they're trying to do. They're winning games the last couple of weeks with Marcus Mariona only throwing 14, 15 passes a game. That's not sustainable in this league. They don't have a star running back. They have a running back by committee, and, it, and it's working so far because they're – I mean, Mariota's taking care of the football. Again, you can win with that, but – you're not going to get Cleveland with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback every week. You're not going to get the 49ers missing half their defensive starters every week. You're going to have to play more legitimate teams as the season goes on. It's just not sustainable. Gotcha. It's great. You're off to a 3-3 three and three start. And because Tampa's struggling so bad, you're in the mix. And because the Rams suck and the Packers suck and a whole yeah. bunch of other teams suck that aren't supposed to, you're in the mix. Right. But from a roster standpoint, from a quarterback standpoint, you're, you're still behind all those teams so I don't think it's sustainable. The 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 Saints just 
they, I don't know. You know, Jameis Winston's turning the football over again. It looks like Tampa Bay Jameis Winston. Kamara can't stay healthy. He's in and out of the lineup. Michael Thomas is, is just not what he was supposed to be, what he was a few years ago. I'm not sold on the yeah. Saints, you know. Yeah. I, I think they're not going to be much more than what they are. Maybe they finish 7-10, and 10, I don't know. But I don't think this is a legitimate team that really gets much better. Correct. And as you pointed out, Carolina's already, you know, they're going to, the, the, the fire sale already started, and I don't see this team all of a sudden just turning it around. Amazingly, they're only two games out of first, so I guess you could you could make the argument that somehow, I don't know, speaking, mathematically right. something clicks, but um, you just look at it and it's a bad division right yeah. now. New Orleans is not good. Carolina's not good. Atlanta is maybe the weakest 3-3 three and three team out of all the 3-3 three and three teams, so... Uh, and Tampa has major question marks, major question marks everywhere, and the defense isn't as good as it's been the last couple of years. So um, that's what I'm seeing there, a bad okay. division playing bad football. Yeah, all right, <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, you know, and you, you look at the streak over the last, you know, few games, and, you know, Tampa Bay's one loss, Tampa, uh, Atlanta one win, New Orleans one loss, and Carolina three losses. I mean, you you know, you're just, you're yep. looking at just... Bleh. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. <laughs> so now, I mean, to your point, this that's a good segue. So, you know, you're talking about Atlanta possibly being the worst, you know, the worst of the three and three teams yeah. and whatnot, and lucky to be where they're at. On the other side of the coin, you have the NFC West, where you have three out of the four teams sitting at three and three, yeah. all, all, you know... Two out of those three teams in the Niners and the Rams possibly have a case to be made to be in the contention and playoff contention. Yeah. The Seahawks, probably pretty damn lucky to be sitting at 3-3. Three and three. And then the Arizona Cardinals bringing up the rear at 2-4. and four. Yep. And, you know, kind of like the Raiders, you know, maybe a couple breaks here and there. Maybe we are able to put up some more points on the board and maybe we're not necessarily 2-4. and four. We're maybe 3-3 yeah. three and three as well. Or at the very least, maybe opposite. Maybe we're four and two and yeah. ahead of the division. Um, you know what was supposed to be similar to the AFC uh, uh, in in uh, the AFC West, the NFC West. It's not looking quite like the division people expected it to be. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. the Rams not looking anything near what yeah. they've been. They're not looking like the Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, yeah. The, the Seahawks. One week, they, as you pointed out when we were before we hit record, the Seahawks one week look like they have a top five defense, and then the following week they look like they have a bottom five defense. They're just yeah. kind of all over the board. The Niners, you said, banged up. You know, I don't expect them to finish at number yeah. one. And then the Arizona Cardinals just made a trade for Robbie Anderson. Yep. Uh, Mark, uh, Hollywood Brown might be done for the year. I have not seen anything reporting. Uh, yeah, I'll wait to see what happens there. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is supposed to be back this week. Yeah. We have the Saints, if I'm not mistaken, on thir- the Thursday night game uh, on Amazon Prime. And so, <laughs> you know, but we have another potential, you know, we have another guy in Cliff Kingsbury with the Arizona Cardinals that could very well not have a job by the end of this yeah. season or at yeah. the end of this season, um, you know. For all of our gifts and all of our talents on both sides of the football, we've got uh, you know Pro Bowl guys on both sides, and we're not just we're not playing very good football. Like yep. the, the yep. Seahawks game was indicative of that. We did not yeah. score a touchdown. Yeah, all nine of our points came off of field goals. Um, it it was just really just ugh, just sad looking. And credit some of the Seahawks defense for that. Of course. Sure, sure. But when you've got the weapons that you have. And yes, there was yeah. no Connor or anything like that at running back. But when you have Kyler Murray that's healthy, that's playing behind center, you would expect there to be yeah. some plays made. Sure. And there wasn't. 
Uh, Chris, I'm interested to see, dude. Yeah. What do you think about this division? I, you look at this division, and, and I see four football teams that all have a lot of issues that they're dealing with. And, it, it, you know, I, I don't know. And I don't know if they'll necessarily get fixed because yeah. we're six games in. And this is different than last year when the 49ers could turn Debo Samuel into a, a bowling ball and yeah. ride him 20 rushes a game and, you know, put Jimmy G in and he was healthy and they are able to, like, put a, a win streak together and get in the playoffs. Same thing. Rams all of a sudden get hot. They get OBJ and, you know, they, they take off as well. This is different. You know, this yeah. uh, the 49ers now are dealing with a bunch of injuries again. And, uh, uh, you know, they they didn't look good this last Sunday. Yeah, I get it. They, they they were missing a lot of defensive guys. But that doesn't make up for the point they didn't score a single point in the second half. So, last I checked, you know, Jimmy G is healthy and playing quarterback. Wilson, your starting running back, was playing. Uh, Brandon Ayuk was playing at wide receiver. Debo Samuel was playing at wide receiver. Greg Cato was playing at tight end. And they didn't look good. So, San Francisco has major question marks. I, I And with all the injuries, they can't rely now all of a sudden on that elite pass rushing defense. So they're going to have to do more offensively. And when they've had to do more offensively in the past, the results have been mixed. When they've got a healthy defense that's clicking and all Jimmy G has to do is hand the ball off and make three throws a game, they're almost unbeatable. But that's not where they're at right now. So major question marks there. The Rams look very bad offensively. This was a team last year, and again, I don't want to take anything away from their Super Bowl, but this is the same roster in large part. Yes, Von Miller went elsewhere, and I guess you're missing him a little bit more. OBJ isn't there right now. I guess you're missing him a little bit more, but Cooper Cup's there. Yeah. Matt Stafford's there. But I had some issues with the Rams going into the season when, the and for some reason, it was, I think the Rams did a really good job of downplaying it. Matthew Stafford was dealing with tendonitis in his throwing elbow all preseason long. Looked terrible in preseason in camp. He didn't play in the preseason games. And you're seeing it. Tendonitis right. in your throwing arm is a big deal. And, yeah. and they did a great job of kind of keeping it under wraps. And they still are, but... It's clear that something's not right there. And Sean McVay is an offensive guru, and there's no guruing going on right, right now. They're 3-3, right. they, they're three and three, but very easily could be a 1-5 team. So they, they're very much like Green Bay, struggling offensively, a lot of the same parts. And this is a team, Mikey, I wasn't sold on how elite that defense was supposed to be last year. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to take anything away from them. But they nearly blew a huge lead to Tampa Bay. And then they got the benefit of playing an offensively challenged 49ers team in the NFC title game. And then they drew the Bengals, which had a sieve for an offensive line. And your best, your biggest strength was your D-line with, with Aaron Donald. So if they had to play the Chiefs or the Bills or even the Ravens in that Super Bowl last year, different story. Right. Teams with good all lines, different story. So right. again, I'm not trying to take anything away, but... Okay. This is a Rams team now that's dealing with these question marks, and I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, apparently they're done with Cam Akers. He's yeah. not a good practice player. Gonna, yeah. He can't block, and this is a guy that was supposed to be a big part of their offense. So the Rams have major question marks. And, again, there's no quick answer. There, there's no receiver like OBJ last year just floating around out there like, hey, come trade for me, and I'm going to jump on board. So they have major question marks. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Seahawks, I agree with you. I think they're fortunate to be 3-3 three and three at this point. They're fluctuating between good performances and bad performances, yeah. in particular yeah. from their defense. Is it sustainable? I don't 
think so. I mean, could they end up a 500 team at the end of the year and continue to overperform? Sure, right. I, they could. Um, but, again, I, I think we'd be fooling ourselves if we looked at Seattle and said, oh, yeah, they're a playoff football team. Right. They got right. a lot of question marks. Yeah. And we'll see if they can get consistent or not because mm-hmm. they're all over the place. Brings me to your Cardinals. Yeah. What do you got? The, I, well, you know, the schedule gets better at the end of the year. Yeah. And, you know, you can look at it and go, man, we're 2-4 and four right now. It's not been very good. Our coach is on the hot seat, but you're only one game out of your division. And as I just went through, the three teams in front of you all have major question marks and issues they're dealing with. Whereas you guys, you can make the argument where one of your big question marks comes back this right. week. And the, the difference with this regime, you know, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins on the field versus off the field has been night and day. You guys have been a lot better when he's been on the field and available. Not to say D-Hop's back, all of a sudden you guys are going to run the table, but right. I think it's going to help your offense immensely. Um, I think they were missing him big time, maybe a little bit more than what people thought. You got Hollywood Brown in the offseason, thought that would you know maybe turn the corner. I think the Cardinals are still going to be okay, mainly because the rest of your division is floundering right yeah. now. And you're getting a big piece of your offense back, whereas right. those three are – we already know what they have offensively. Right. We're not waiting for somebody to come back to help give them a boost. So I think the Cardinals are going to be okay. They just kind of have to – just sustain it. Stay afloat the next few weeks. Your schedule gets easier the last five, six games of the year. Just stay afloat. Get to that. Get your your rapport going with Kyler and D-Hop again mm-hmm. so they're mm-hmm. clicking going into the last six, seven-game stretch to end the year. And I think the Cardinals are will be okay. Despite how it started, I think they'll be okay because the rest of the division is yeah. floundering right now yeah. like a fish out of water. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I think that that's kind of, you know, I had said that in our in our pre, in our pre our season preview, sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, that I, I would much rather have it to where we're, you know, 500 or around 500 sure. at the start of the season, you know, until D-Hop gets back. And then, you know, we kind of do the thing as opposed to like what's happening with the Eagles where – you start off undefeated and then, yeah. you know, God only knows you're setting yourself up potentially for disappointment. So I'm with you on that. I, I think that there's, I think the biggest question mark that the, the Arizona Cardinals have is Cliff Kingsbury. Um, yeah, you know, I agree. After though. this I loss agree. against yeah, the, yeah, the Seahawks on Sunday, yep. is, you know, and, and not a single touchdown, um, you know, his usage of Kyler Murray, a healthy Kyler Murray and, you know, the lack of him being able to, yeah. to you know, run the football and do some of the things that he's able to do. And some of that kind of offensive ingenuity that has been shown in a couple of years past, um, you know, has been lacking so far. So I I think, you know, I'm curious to see how that looks. Sure. Um, You know, I I don't I think Kingsbury feels the pressure, I think. um, But I don't want him to start going out there and making boneheaded call play calls and stuff like that. that kind of are detrimental, like just. Go out there and let your guys be your guys and let them make plays. I mean, Kyler's really totally. good at kind of making things up on the fly. Um, it's been one of his strong suits thus far in his career, and so I think that just let just trust in him. Like, just don't don't do anything stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, trust you. You traded for DeAndre Hopkins for the specific purpose to make plays. You just made this trade for Robbie Anderson to help offset the loss of Brown, who hadn't really done a whole hell of a lot at this point. But still, it gives you another offensive threat to go with Zach Ertz and DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green and sure. James Conner, and you know, just kind of let that be. You still have a, you know, you still have solid players on the defensive side. 
totally. we're six games in and J.J. Watt is still playing. So, yeah, dude, you know, yeah, that's a that's plus. That's true, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, let's keep that going. Yep. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, he going into the season, he was on the hot seat. Arizona needs to kind of help turn this tide a little bit and, and he'll continue to have a job. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think that just kind of hold steady and kind of maybe let those other three teams or at least the Rams and the Niners kind of beat up and the Cardinals can kind of do their thing and, you know, maybe pick up some division wins, obviously, and, and sure. we'll see where yeah. we're at and we'll be okay. But anyway, all right, guys, so that's going to wrap up our NFL uh, division uh, roundup, you know, yeah. after six weeks of football, 11 more weeks to go. Uh, we're going to take another segment break. When we come back, today is opening day in the National Basketball Association. Ooh, You've yeah. got two uh, pretty big matchups tonight. The Brooklyn uh, Nets versus the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors with their ring ceremony and banner unveiling going up against my Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, yeah. We'll catch you on the flip, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards Podcast Season 2, Episode 31, Cruising Right Along. Mikey and I, of course, just took you through the AFC and NFC rundown, tried to make sense of the yep. uh, you know parody of what has been the NFL so far. But now we're on to some very exciting news, of course, Absolutely. as Mikey let us know before the uh, break there. The NBA season, of course, is upon us. Yes, it is. Two big games tonight. And we've got our NBA preview, of course, Mikey. We'll run through each side and, you know, see yeah. who we like and, and uh, you know, what we think this season's going to have in store. Mikey, uh, let's start in the East, my friend. We'll get okay. to the, the West afterward, of course, where your Lakers and Warriors, as you pointed out, will tip things off tonight. Yep. But, you know, we, um, as always, an eventful offseason. You know, Brooklyn was very much in the headlines for most of it. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland kind of came in and at the very end here, a free agency of the of the summer, and made a big move to kind of, you know, grab some of those headlines. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Um, you know, there figures to be a handful of really good teams again. You know, the Bucks lingering and the, and the Sixers, the Heat, of course, the yep. Celtics. Yeah. But maybe some question marks. They won't have their coach this year. Dude, what? Yep. Do you think of the Eastern Conference this year? How do you think it's going to shake down, my friend? So, uh, just a quick correction. Um, it's actually the Philadelphia 76ers, not the Brooklyn Nets, that are taking on the Boston Celtics tonight. So, that'll be oh, interesting. Okay. It'll be a Joel Embiid-James Harden matchup against okay. Okay. The, uh, the, the Boston Celtics, which you had just mentioned um, as being a team without their head coach who's suspended for the year. Look, I, I think when you, when you look at the Eastern Conference, yes. Um, I think it comes down to uh, really. I think it comes down to two teams. I, okay. I think it comes down to the Boston Celtics and your Milwaukee Bucks. All right. I hey. think when all is said and done, I, I think that's. I love this where, preview already, Mikey. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I think that's where it, it comes down to. Um, you know, I, I don't know. You know, it, it, look, the Brooklyn Nets. I think they have too far too many question marks. You know, I they, agree. there was too much controversy yeah, surrounding agree. that franchise over the course of yeah. the off season. You know, you you had one week you had you know Kevin Durant calling for the heads of Sean Marks, the GM, and Steve Nash, the head coach. Um, you, you know, you had right. Ky- the yeah. Kyrie Irving situation. I, I think they have far too many question marks. Two of their best shooters. Steph, uh, Seth Curry and um, Joe Smith, they're not going to be they're, – they're injured, so they're not going to be starting the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have Kyrie talking about, you know, it's an 82-game season and, you know, they've got to come to dance every, you know, every game. 
Well, guess what? You know, Kevin Durant's not been able to sustain health over the course of the That's season. That's a great point. He's uh, only Kyrie been able to play about 50, 55 games Correct. a year. Yeah, yep. yep. Kyrie Irving, you know, you're, you're looking at a player who, you know, has been mired in controversy over the last couple seasons yeah. during the course of the pandemic. Now, granted, obviously, he's going to be able to play in all 82, barring injury. So, you know, who knows? But I think there's too many question marks. I, I, I think it does. I think it comes down to the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. All right. Um, I, I do think a dark horse team to watch in the Eastern okay. Conference is going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers. They yeah, made the man. big trade yeah. for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have Eva, uh, Evan Mobley, who's coming off of a Rookie of the Year-like uh, campaign um, last year. you got Kevin Love coming in off the bench. you got Ricky yep. Rubio. Yep. you got a lot of veterans on that squad. you got a lot of teams. Now, the Cleveland Cavaliers could very well end up, as the Atlanta Hawks found out last season, to where you played really good basketball the year before that. Puts a target on your back. Now yeah. teams are gunning for you. Yeah. Does Evan Mobley possibly Can't surprise regress? anybody anymore. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, now... Obviously, too, you know, a big thing was that the Atlanta Hawks weren't bringing back, you know, they, they were bringing back more or less the same team that they had yeah. the year prior. Yeah. So the Cavaliers, on this instance, they're bringing back a team with the large addition of Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, so sir. I don't think, you know, I think it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, they're an interesting team. You, you're added DeJounte Murray. Uh, who came yeah. over in the trade from the San Antonio Spurs? You know, buddies with Trey Young, yeah. a guy that you can mask Trey Young a little totally. bit better on defense now. Um, but the jury's out on them. I, I'm not sold yeah. on them. The Miami Heat are an interesting team. You know, they let PJ uh, Tucker walk, and he went to the Philadelphia 76ers. Yep. They didn't replace him. Tyler Mur- no, Tyler Hero, excuse me. Uh, you know, he signed a big extension. Yeah. Um, you know, but. You're coming into year th- or you know a th- the 35th year of being alive for I believe it is for one Mr. Kyle Lowry, uh, you know Jimmy Butler is not getting any younger. That's true. Bam Adebayo obviously is still playing really well, although he's been you know had the injury bug over the last couple seasons, not yeah, been able true. to play yeah. over Those the course. Those are all good points. But this yeah. is still Miami basketball. They have one of the most consistent head coaches and front offices in that's all true. of sports yeah, with, uh, you know, Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley. Good points, yeah. That's going to help them sustain some success. Uh, I'm curious to know what's going to happen with the 76ers. Yeah, uh, me too. Maxi played really, really well in the playoffs last year. He did, Looked like yeah. a number three yep. option yep. Um, behind James Harden and Joel Embiid. Um, you know, which relegates potentially Tobias Harris as a fourth option. A very yep. expensive fourth option, but a fourth option nonetheless. I'm curious to see what happens. Doc Rivers is a coach that always has really good success in the in the season. Yeah. Always plays really well. Yeah. Always falters really bad in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. So I'm curious to yeah. see what happens with the 76ers with regards to that. The Toronto Raptors, man, this is an interesting squad. Um, Pascal Siakam did not sign a contract extension. He's kind of betting on himself yep. um, to get yep. a super max this next offseason. Um, what is Nick Nurse and Toronto and company? What do they do? Scotty Barnes is a really good-looking player. Uh, OG Ananubi looks really good. This is, a, this is a good team. This is a team that is incredibly versatile. Um, they can do a lot of different things. Um what does this look like for them? Is Siakam able to make that next step and put him in the conversation of, I'm the best player on this team. I am, you know, the franchise. They don't have to go look for a franchise guy. You know, this is the guy. I don't know. Um, again, I think your Bucks. I think your Bucks are going to be at the top of the Eastern Conference or at least close to the top. 
Um, you nice. know, Giannis nice. played. He played pretty good basketball in the EuroBasket. Um, you yeah. know, yep. Budenholzer knows what to do with these guys. He knows, you know, where they're going to have to be. I think a lot of your success is going to be. And look, I don't want Chris Middleton to play the all eighty-two games. I want Chris Middleton to be healthy come playoff time and yes, not get hurt. Please, because if yes, that's the I case, your Bucks are virtually un, you know, unbeatable when it comes to any basketball regular season or postseason if Middleton's healthy. Yeah, that's true. When he's hurt yeah. and you're relying on other guys, yeah, you're right. Your recipe yep. for success diminishes some. Yeah, um, I agree. 100%. And you know, it doesn't matter what kind of you know yeah. quadruple doubles you know like numbers. Giannis puts up doesn't matter because yeah. without that and Drew Holiday's a solid you know backup option yeah, but Chris totally. Middleton is your number two guy and you know expecting other guys to be you know that number two in the playoffs it just doesn't happen you need Chris yeah. Middleton to have success in the postseason so I agree a hundred percent yeah sit the guy do what he got to do you know hopefully yeah. he doesn't have any lingering injuries and you know you can you can go into the postseason and and looking healthy um Nice. You know, yeah. the Chicago Bulls are an interesting enigma. You Lonzo Ball's out indefinitely. Oh, okay. Um, you know, he not entirely sure what's going on with him. I, I, I don't know. I, I think this is a contract type of a season for, for uh, Billy Donovan. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a season where, you know, injuries or not, they had success. They got hurt. Uh, DeRozan looked like a really good addition. Uh, Alex Caruso, same kind of thing. You, you know, Levine was able to kind of make strides and, and relished in that role of being playing behind guys like you know uh, DeRozan in particular. Sure. So, you know, I don't know, man. If the Bulls aren't able to pull it out and, and get into the second round of the playoffs and, and kind of compete, um, I, I think this might be a year that maybe the Bulls okay. make a change in leadership on that okay. sideline. I think um, that's fair. Yeah. You know, another team that I have my eye on in the East is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the New York Knicks. Um, you know, okay. this is a team that yep. two seasons ago put together a really good campaign. Yeah. Um, had the yeah. New York Knicks fan base really excited. And then this last season put together a really absolute stinker. Yeah. Yeah. Obi Toppin right. needs playing time. Yeah. Um, you got to get him in there, man. You got to rotation, get him some yeah. minutes. Yep. You got to, you got to play him. You got to play some of these younger guys. RJ Barrett, um, you know, you got to see what you got. You didn't make. You weren't able to land Donovan Mitchell, who was the right. guy that you yep. had your sights set on. You refused to trade young guys. You refused to give up draft picks for this guy and Donovan Mitchell. So now you got to see. Okay, cool. Here's what you got. Yeah. Um, you know Julius Randle. He's got to have a, a rebound type campaign. Otherwise, he's going to be put into that category of overpaid and overrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, after a really good season that he had year past. So that's where I'm at as far as the Eastern Conference. Okay. I, 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 you know, the Pistons are the Pistons. Uh, yeah. The Pacers, you know, the questions going in for the Pacers, Chris, are going to be: Are they going to trade Buddy Heald? Are yeah, they going right. to trade Miles yeah. Turner? Right. What's going to happen with that? You know, the Pistons could be. You know, they've got Dwayne Casey as the coach. Uh, Cade Cunningham is coming off of a good season. You sure. added Boyan Bogdanovich um, from the Utah Jazz, so you brought in a veteran guy to kind of help yeah. his roster. Um, I just don't see very much from them. Um, and the Wizards, you know, yes, Bradley Beal's coming off of an injury-rattled season. Yeah. But I think they have far too many question marks there as well uh, to do anything of note. The Orlando Magic are interesting. Uh, you got, you know, the number one overall pick there. Yeah. Um, do they have enough? They've got a bunch of guys that are starting off the season on the injured list. Um, yeah. Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs. So, 
I don't know, man. I think that's just an injury-plagued team that's going to play exciting basketball. Enough, yeah. I just don't know if they have enough to do anything to play to make it for the play-in tournament. Um, but and the Charlotte Hornets are the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Ball, I, I think he's also banged up, hurt going into the start of the season. You have the legal drama concerning Bridges. Um, I, I just think that they have far too many question marks. You've got a new coach in Steve Clifford, a returning new coach. Sorry. Um, can he make strides? James Borrego did a really good job with that offense, made them play exciting basketball, got them into the play-in, and then fell apart because they just couldn't play any defense. Great Chris. point. Yeah, so you're right. Yeah. I don't know if Steve Clifford's able to sustain and say, okay, look, yeah. let's do what we did offensively, yeah. but let's make strides on defense. But, yeah. And so I think question mark there, Terry Rozier and um, uh, um, uh, Gordon Haywood. Yeah. Yeah. Do these guys? I don't think either one of those players finished the season in a Hornets jersey. Okay. I think both All of right. those guys at some point are going to get traded. All right, interesting. Uh, okay. In salary dumps and sure. uh, you know playing for you know that French kid, uh, you know that everybody's yeah, going everybody's to be buying yeah, for yeah going gung ho for uh, yeah. you know seven foot four can do ridiculous yeah. things with the basketball. So I think that's where the Hornets are at. I, okay. I'm curious to know though what what's your take uh, on the Eastern Conference? Do you think your Bucks are going to finish? off the season as number one yeah his. I've got the Bucks at the top as well and and I just I it's like it's like you said I I, I expect that they're going to be there and hopefully like you said do what they need to do with Middleton to just kind of move along make sure he's healthy at the end of the year okay um you know this morning I was looking at some experts takes and was very surprised at the overwhelming amount um out of I think 15 experts or whatever it was from ESPN anyway 12 picked the Bucks to win the East, so okay. it's very much overwhelming. I, I expect them to be at the top. Okay. But, you know, Mikey, I've got is my top six in the East. You know, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Celtics, I think, regress a little bit because okay. when you've got these issues with your head coach, I think you're going to have some something there. Sure. Granted, I, I like what they did with their roster in the offseason, yep. you know, for sure. So they're going to be there. Um, I've got the Cavs. Moving into the top four, I think okay. with that trade yep. for Donovan Mitchell, I like Cleveland a lot. I think they're going to be really good. And then I've got the Heat and the Hawks. I, okay. I like where Atlanta is going to be. I, Miami's a good basketball team. I I just I think they regress a little bit. I don't okay. think you're going to be the number one seed again, but I think you're going to be pretty good. But the East got better. The Hawks are better. The Cavs are better. We, you know, you did a great job taking us through the the, the conference. So. I, I see them being, you know, more as the five or six seed maybe this time around with the Heat. And then after that, you know, I've got like the Nets and the Bulls, you know, probably going to be in the playoffs, you know, going to have to go through the play-in, but I expect them to come out of it. Okay. But again, you know, with, with the offseason of the Nets and the injury issues already for the Bulls, you know, kind of have to pump expectations. And then... I've got the Hornets in the play-in tournament again. Okay. You know, I, I think it. I think it's very much what we've seen before. A team that can score a lot. I don't know how much better they're going to be defensively. Might be an exciting team. And then, believe it or not, I, I, I've got the Pistons competing with the wow. Raptors there toward the back of the play-in. And wow, okay. Yeah, um, you know, I'll probably be wrong again. Last year I wasn't particularly high on the Raptors, <laughs> and this year I'm not either, but... Looking at this this East, you know, some teams have gotten better. Somebody's got to take a step back this sure. year. I'm pegging the Raptors to be that team. Would I be surprised if they're back in as a five seed? No, I wouldn't be. Right. But 
at the, I just think they're the team that maybe regresses a little bit, to, despite okay. having a very good head coach and and a couple of key players there. Yeah. But, okay. Um, okay. We'll see. That, that's what I see out of the East. You know, um, the Knicks. I think are just going to be the Knicks again. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't think they got good enough to keep. To right. keep pace with everybody else. You mean Jalen Brunson's not that much of a yeah, difference maker? I don't think he's the savior yeah, okay. alone okay. to to do it. But you know, and and I thought you did a good job taking us through the rest of the teams there between the uh, the the Pacers and 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 the Magic and so on. Yeah. I do think the Pistons are going to be the one team that could surprise a little bit. Yep, I've got them maybe getting in the play-in tournament as a nine or ten at, at okay. the end there, and at least you know being that little bit of a surprise team. Okay, kind of okay. like the Cavs and Bulls were last year. Yeah, all right, um, I can see that. I like I like how they drafted. I like yeah. the moves that they made, and I don't know. There's always one surprise team. I'll, sure. I'll make it Detroit right. this year. Yeah, you know, I think I think that's an excellent. I, I think you make some excellent points, and I, I think you're absolutely right, man. I mean, you could make a case that the Pistons are going to be a team that makes a stride. I, I think the Wizards. Potentially could be in that mix. Bradley Beal yeah, coming back off an injury. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, he's point. a veteran. Yep. He can put up. You know, he can average thirty points a game. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't have KCP. He was part of the trade with the Denver Nuggets. So you know, I think defensively they might be lacking a little yeah. bit. But I, I mean, look, I think when it comes down to the Eastern Conference, you know, I, I my hot take. One of my hot takes is going to be if the Nets start off slow, Steve Nash is not going to have a job come January. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I don't think that the ownership, I don't think Sean Marks, and I think... I think I'm with you. I, 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 I just yeah. think that if they struggle, regardless, if, you know, great kind, kind of like what we had talked about with regards to some football teams, you know, yeah. the Broncos yeah. in particular, I yeah. think that if Steve Nash is not able to coach this team to some victories, sure. especially if they have some losses that kind of go against them, uh, close losses or whatever, or some blowouts, I don't uh, think Steve Nash, I, I think Steve Nash might be in a little bit over his head. Yeah. And I think this season's going to be that tell see, that season because you've got healthy players, you've got all the off-season drama, but yeah. I, I don't know if, if Steve Nash lasts past January. That's my hot take. Okay. Uh, okay. Likewise, I don't know, even though Leon Rose and T- Tom Thibodeau, that's a, you know, Thibodeau is a Rose guy. I don't know if Thibodeau, depending on because of the expectations with the Knicks, and I know, I get it. It's James Dolan. He's much like the Dan Snyder of the NBA. But at the same time, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Robert Sarver could probably make that case too. Yeah. But if the Knicks are underperforming, at least with Jalen Brunson being yeah, their I big offseason yeah. acquisition yeah. and all that kind of stuff, I don't know if and if defensively they're not a Tom Thibodeau-like team, I could see Tibbs also losing his job. Okay. Um, so I think right. those are two coaches and two, you know, sidelines to headlines to kind of keep an eye on. I think Donovan, I, I think Billy Donovan with the Bulls real quick, I think he probably lasts the season, okay. just depending on what injuries yeah. and, you know, that's a team that's riddled, sure. seems to be. Yeah. I think he makes, he makes it past. Okay. Because the Bulls, regardless of their win-loss record, have been a relatively competitive team yeah. under Billy Donovan. So, they just were able to kind of put together more wins last year. But okay. that's my hot take. I, I think that, you know, Tom Tibbs and, and and Steve Nash might not make it through the season in the Eastern Conference. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick seven break. When we come back, we're going to jump into the Western Conference and close this thing out with uh, probably the better of the two conferences. Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards Podcast, Season 2, Episode 31. Cruising right along, yes, Mikey sir. and I gave you the NBA Eastern Conference preview, what we expect to see from over there. Now it's time to shift over to the West, where 
Mikey's Lakers reside, of course. Woo-hoo. The defending champion Warriors reside. Yeah. As well as a whole bunch of <clears throat> young, upcoming teams, teams that made some moves in the offseason. Yes. Clippers, T-Wolves, Grizzlies, we could go down the list. Mikey, it's yeah. a loaded Western Conference, as it always is. What do you see out of this West for this season, my friend? Look, I, I think this is, unlike the Eastern Conference, where I think it's fairly easy to predict or make the case for who's the top team, Western Conference, man, I think there's so many question marks across Ooh, the board. Totally, that right? I don't yeah. think there is a team that you can peg for the number one seed. I mean, yep. look. As far as teams that you could make an argument for, I think the Denver Nuggets, you're getting Jamal Murray I back. Agree. I think yep. you made moves to get KCP. You've got yep. Joker coming back. You've got a lot, Michael Porter Jr. Like, you've got a lot of good things going on in Denver. Obviously, the Warriors, you know, you've got some of that drama a little bit with regards to Jordan Poole, Draymond Green. I think at the end of the day, Draymond Green didn't get suspended. He got fined by an undisclosed amount. He's playing tonight in the season opener against the Lakers. Uh, he's going to get his ring. He's going to go out there. He's going to do Draymond things. He's going to help the Warriors win games. doesn't matter because it's all going to go out the window. Jordan Poole got a massive extension. He yeah, can he thank did. Tyler yep. Hero for yep. the amount of money he got. I think it's four years, $140 million, whatever yeah. it is. Cha-ching. It's ridiculous. Dang. So I, I think the Warriors are going to be fine. They're going to be in that conversation. They've got some question marks going in and, and coming out of this this next season, Draymond sure. Green's going to be potentially a free agent, although he has a player option. Most likely, he's going to pick it up. I think he'd be stupid not to. Yeah, totally. Clay Thompson, same kind of situation. I, I think another a team that their success, more so than probably any other team in the Western Conference or the NBA for that matter, their success hinges on health, and that is the L.A. Clippers. He totally, Kawhi dude. Leonard yeah, and, well and Paul George, they have to stay healthy. I'm excited to see John Wall come back and yeah, play some basketball. Right, dude? Yeah. What's that going to look like yep. for the Clippers? Um, you know, you've got a lot of good things going on in Clipperland. I'm sorry to say Laker Nation, but, you know, look, on paper, the Clippers might be the best team outside of the Warriors in the entire Western Conference. I, I agree with you. Um, Ty Lue is a hell of a coach, but yep. health, health. Health, yeah, health, if they health. can stay healthy. they yeah. got to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what does that look like? A team that I think could be the, the Miami Heat this year of the Western Conference that okay. could sneak in there as a number one type seed is the Memphis Grizzlies. Ooh, all um, right. You know, you lost Kyle Anderson. He went up there up north to Minnesota. However, you brought back a bunch of your guys. John Morant looked absolutely John Morant-like in the preseason. This yeah. is a scrappy team that knows what they are. They have no fear. I think this is a team that kind of people underestimated going into last season, and then they continue to underestimate them, and the Grizzlies continue to outperform those expectations. Yep. You've got veterans on that roster. You've got young talent on that roster. You have a team that pushed teams to the brink last year on the in the playoffs. Um, I Look, I, I, this is an excellent team. This is a team that's going to be in that mix. Um, and and potentially could be in that mix for a top four seed, number one seed overall. Yep. I, um, I the Timberwolves. I'm not sold on the Timberwolves. Well, uh, Mikey is I, not sold, guys. They. I yeah. think. Look, look. I, I think that they've got question marks. Um, you know, you didn't see a whole lot from what I saw. I didn't see a whole lot of Cat and uh, Rudy Gobert on the court at the same time. I don't know what that's going to look like. Everyone's yeah. predicting that Rudy Gobert anchoring that that middle especially on the offensive end, is going to allow Carl Anthony Towns more freedom. I don't think so. Carl Anthony Towns is a decent outside shooter, you know, everything like that. He's got a pretty well-rounded offensive game. The problem is, is that, you know, I don't know if his three-point shooting is going to enable him to spread it out. And look, 
Rudy Gobert, one of the knocks on Gobert in Utah was his lack of usage in and around the rim, even though he shoots a ridiculous yeah. percentage. Can the Timberwolves counter that? Because it, 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 Chris Jenkins allowed them to play that way. Look, Rudy Gobert's never been an offensive threat. He's never will be an offensive threat. He's a defensive anchor, and that is. So he clogs up that middle. He doesn't have an outside shot. Yeah. What is that going to do? D'Angelo Russell, he was subbed out a lot of last year come playoff time because he just couldn't That's get true. things done. Pat That's Beverly true. was in there a lot of that That's time true. and whatnot. So what does he bring to the table? Um, I, I just have too many question marks. I do think that they make the play-in. They're probably in the conversation for a top six seed. Okay. However, I just think that there's okay. too many question marks. Anthony Edwards, is he another? Is he a guy, he played incredibly well in the postseason and, yep. and going into the postseason last year, uh, which is one of the reasons why they were so successful, Chris. However, does that success sustain? Does he make, uh, does he make improvements on the defensive end? So far preseason, you can make the case that, yes, that is the case. I just I'm not sold. I, okay, I, I want to see. Fair enough. It. Yeah. And much like the Atlanta Hawks last season, this is a yep. team that now has been on the map. They made a trade for a defensive stalwart and Gobert. Yeah. Now teams are gunning for them. They're That's not a great taking right. Not going to be able to surprise everybody Correct. like they did last year. That's an excellent point. Another Mike. team yep. that I think is a dark horse team for a top four okay. seed, at least in conversation, and I think health also plays a part in this, is the New Orleans Pelicans. I think this is an incredibly well coached team. You've got C.J. McCollum signing an extension. He wants to be there. He played incredibly well. He was a very, very much a catalyst for their success. And oh, by the way, to steal your phrase, <laughs> Zion Williamson is coming yeah, back. And he Zion. is healthy. Yes, and yes. by all accounts, this, you know, this is a team that is just Brandon Ingram. He is what it is. I mean, look, man, this is a team that I think as long as they can stay healthy and they are able to play some defense, they are going to be a beast. Yeah, they are. Um, I, can I, see I it. do. I yep. do think that this is a team that they're they're not going to take possessions off. Um, yep. You know, I think Zion on the defensive end. I think that's probably the one weak point of attack that you can probably go after just a little I bit. Agree. Yeah. Um, you know, but they have enough pieces to kind of mask that. And if he's able to stay in front of guys and play at least physical and stay out of foul trouble. I think that he's going to be a good team. The Phoenix Suns are an interesting one here, Chris, because, yeah. yes, you have Chris Paul, you have Devin Booker, you have DeAndre Ayton, who signed his extension, you know, water under the bridge, it seems, between him and Coach Monty Williams. But, Chris, a big piece of their offensive or their defensive game, Jay Crowder, he's not going to be on that roster. He, okay. he, they gave him permission to seek a trade. He's not played in the preseason. He's not He's not been there through training camp. Ooh. They have not found a trade for this guy. This is a guy that shoots the three well. He gets, you know, he's one of your defensive guys. Not going to be he's on that roster. He's been an important part of that Absolutely. team, Mike. He's 100%. been a very important part of that team. So I think that that is something that's going to hurt this team. Regression um, train. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure. You know, the Los Angeles Lakers are an enigma. I, I'm not entirely sure what the starting lineup is going to look like. Yeah. I think every single game of preseason, Darvin Ham, the head coach, has trotted out a different starting lineup. Some of that had to do with lingering injuries for some of the guys that are projected to be starters, yeah. like Anthony Davis. Um, you know, look, I, yes, we got blown out in a lot of games. Defensively speaking, when our starters or our rotation guys were in there, they played pretty well. Offensively, they played okay. The mm -hmm. Three-point shooting was still lackluster, but I expect that to kind of even out or at least find some sort of rhythm once the regular season starts tonight. Okay. Because then, you know, 
I think there's going to be some tweaking of the rotations and sure, whatnot, sure. and possibly even the starter li- starting lineup. Excuse me, but Anthony Davis, as long as he's healthy, is going to be playing 30 plus minutes. LeBron James, as long as he's healthy and not in back-to-backs, he's going to be playing 30-plus minutes, yeah, right? I agree. Yep. I think there's a lot of those things that are going to be the case. Kendrick Nunn played really well in the preseason. He seems to be one of those guys that was one of the consistent threats or consistent guys in the preseason and in training camp, a guy that a lot of people were raving about, Pat Beverly. He's still going to do Pat Beverly things. That's true. He's going yeah. to come in yeah. there. He's going to play consistent minutes. A lot of our... The blowouts that we suffered in the preseason, Chris, were at the hands of guys that are going to be on our G League team yeah, right. or not yeah. rotation yeah, guys totally. come the regular season. Yeah. So I'm not reading too much into that. Um, you know, Dennis Schroeder, some bad news coming out. He injured his finger in the last preseason game. He had to have surgery. He's projected to be out for the first three to four weeks of the season. Uh, that's a tough loss. So a guy that was in yeah. the Euro basket playing incredibly well, coming in here talking about redemption and talking about, you know, Dwight having a Dwight Howard like po- comeback yeah, yeah. season for the Lakers, it's going to be you know sidelined for a little yeah. bit, um, and so but that's okay. I, I think we can weather that storm. Russ Westbrook coming in off the bench in that final preseason game, um, you know played five minutes, went out with an injury. He was listed as day to day, projected to be uh, playing available tonight. Okay, whether or not he starts or comes in off the bench will be sure. the the question mark. Um, I don't know where the Lakers. The Lakers look. I don't know what's going on with Westbrook. I don't know what's going on with the Lakers front office. Sure. I don't know what's going on, Chris, with that Lakers starting lineup. Yeah, fair I, enough. I think there's way too many question marks, Chris. I think the Lakers are good enough to, for the play-in tournament, provided they are healthy. Beyond that, I don't know. Okay. Question marks abound. The Kings... Mike, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment of your Lakers. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the Kings make the playoffs. I think that there's far yep, too many I other agree. teams... Uh, vying for that, we yeah. didn't even touch on the Dallas Mavericks, who made yeah. some strides. Um, you know, the Spurs, the Jazz, they're in that conversation for that French kid. Yes. I, look, <laughs> yep. I, I, I think that's what it comes down to. Same thing for the Rockets. The Rockets could be like your Hornets. They could be a team that is absolutely exciting, makes some strides, maybe is competitive, maybe okay. is involved yeah. in some games. Okay. Don't think they have enough for the play-in tournament. I but agree. then again, yep. anything is possible. That's my rundown of the Western Conference. Ah, all right. The Thunder are there, but I think they have too many question marks. I agree. Yeah. I you know, SGA is not going to be starting the season. He's yep. hurt. You know, Chet Holmgren, their big um, you know, draft pick uh prize, he's done Another for the year. year. Yeah. I I don't know. Too many question marks. Exciting, put up points on the board, going to lose a lot of games. I agree. That's where they're at. Okay. Hey, I love it, Mikey. You know, I I agree with you as far as the Clippers go, the Warriors go. I same thing. I, I want to see the Clippers healthy. I want to see what they look like. Certainly I think they're gonna be one of the better teams in the league, provided they can stay healthy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love what they did in the offseason. Like you said, excited to see John Wall back. Warriors are the Warriors. I expect them to be very good again. You know, yeah. I mean they, they wrapped up guys here with extensions, so um, you know, they, they going into a season knowing you don't have to worry about that anymore. I mean, that that's always helpful, yeah, especially with your younger guys. They can focus on continuing to get better, yeah. which they have. Um, you know, Grizzlies, I'm with you. Again, I think they should be a top four seed, you know, pushing, um, you know, right in that mix. Lots of young, exciting talent. You know, John Morant, like you said, playing at a high level already again in the preseason. 
I like the T-Wolves to be in the top five. I, okay. I do think they're going to be good enough to be there. I do agree with some of your question marks, though. I want to see how it all transforms. But I do think Anthony Edwards takes a step forward, and therefore okay. I've got them in the top five. I okay. think they're going to be right there as well. Uh, yeah, I've got the Nuggets there, too, again, in the top five or six. And then the Suns regressing a little bit. You know, okay. I, Phoenix is still... a a good enough basketball team and, and the nucleus is intact, but it's still weird how, how their season ended. I mean, they looked horrible in that game seven loss to not play eight and have this beef. All of a sudden he yeah. might get traded. He doesn't, you resign him. Everything's hunky dory. But now Jay Crowder, who is a really important part yeah. is on the way out. I don't know. I don't know. They, they, you know, that, that depth helped them. Losing him, I, I don't know. I know yeah. I'm kind of like, okay, maybe there'll be a six or a seven seed. You know, we'll right, see. Right. Um, I do like your Lakers to be in the play-in tournament as well. I, if anything, at this point, I, I can't see LeBron James. You know, I know he's he's happy and comfortable with where his legacy is at, but. I mean, let's be honest, if you go out and you have another stinker of a season, you can't even make the play-in tournament. Nobody's going to remember the championship you won in right. the bubble. They're going to remember how awful you failed the last two years to yeah. do anything with two superstars next to you. Right. So, And I think that is true for AD and Russ as well. I think these guys are going to want to be better and at least be in the playoffs. I mean, this is a good enough team with, with those top three to at least be in the playoffs. I like enough of what you did in the offseason. The Schrader injury stinks, but hopefully he gets healthy enough and, and it has an imprint, makes mm-hmm. his mark. But I do think the Lakers are good enough. They're going to be in the play-in tournament. I'm with okay. you. I thought you were, gave a great, honest assessment of them. I think they're good enough to be in the play-in. From okay. how that looks or what they do after that, who knows type of thing. Um, I How tough the West is, I do think the Mavericks are in that mix too, like play-in tournament. Not top four seed or even okay, five, okay. but play-in tournament. So, a team that's coming off of a Western Conference I know, appearance. Yeah, I, I know, okay. I know. But, yeah, yeah you know, I, I think you can make the argument Clippers, Warriors, T-Wolves all got better, and the Grizzlies were a better team to begin with. So even though they didn't get as far as they did in the playoffs. But that's just me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought the Mavs maybe, you know um, – played a, a little bit beyond expectations last year so i could be wrong they could be a top four seed and they could be a very good team you got luca you've got you know good coaching staff there so uh pelicans in that mix as well you know where they end up landing i'm not sure they you know to your point they they could be a really exciting team and mm-hmm. if everything clicks and they're healthy hey maybe they break into the top six right now i'd have them in the play-in tournament and, and then I've got the Blazers maybe sneaking in as the 10 seed okay. and, and, you know, really not much else to say about the other teams. I think you're right. The Thunder are too banged up. I think you got the Jazz and the Spurs competing for the French kid, like you pointed out. I agree with your assessment with the Rockets as well. So um, at the end of the day, I'm expecting it to be either the Clippers or the Warriors in the, in, in the finals again to come out of the West Possibly with the Grizzlies in that mix and the Nuggets, depending on how they shake out and you know yeah. how healthy they are come playoff okay. time okay. in their matchups. So. Okay, all right, that's I'll my take, it. brother. That's that's what I see out of the all West, my friend. All right, wow. Okay, sounds good. You know, look, I, I think that what's crazy is that you know I don't know. Look, unlike the Eastern Conference, I don't think that there's looking at all the teams in the West. I, I think all of them are pretty solid in terms of their coaching staffs. I think all of them are pretty solid as far as. I don't I think anybody's yeah, in the hot seat. Like, cause, 
you know, obviously Monty Williams has a track record. Like he's got things going on. You know, yeah. the Kings have a new coach. Obviously Popovich isn't going anywhere. The Jazz have a new coach. You know, I think the Trailblazers are going to give Chauncey Billups another season. You know, I agree. you got yeah. Dame Lillard coming back healthy. You know, so what? Can, what is he able to do? But I mean, you know, the Pelicans played really well last year. The Timberwolves played last year, yeah. well last year. The Grizzlies, the Lakers, you know, they got rid of their head coach. I think if Vogel was still the coach going into this season, yeah, he would be the one guy where I'm like, yeah, he's on the hot seat. But yeah, that's not the case anymore. Right, right. Brown's going to get at least this season to kind of put something together. Oh, totally. There is not one guy on this, you know, in this Western Conference coach. Then I'm like, yeah, no, he's definitely on the hot seat. That's There's a great point. No yeah, way. That's a I great mean, point, Mike. I don't even if the Suns come out and they start one in twenty, like I don't see this team, like I don't see that team <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. like Monty yeah, Williams, yeah, right? Yeah. So anyway, so there you go, guys. There you have it. There is our uh quick NBA preview. Uh, you know, thank you for listening. Check us out on Instagram at Balls and Beards Podcast. He's at Sports Guy Chris. I am at Mikey uh likes it. Um, underscore and um, yeah so next week when we when we touch base with you guys we're going to run down some more NFL and we're going to go through and maybe look at some NBA talk as far as maybe what our season end predictions are going I to like be it. yes all um, right MVP there we go. talk coach yeah. of the year all that Absolutely. fun stuff so that's it for this week guys this has been season two episode 31 thank you guys for listening and we'll see you again next time sounds good have a good one y'all